0: This is episode 224 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, this is going to be a quiet episode. Quiet, I say. I am on the road tonight, and I am at a spot where, you know, unless I went out to the mobile studio, I'm just not going to get real loud, but that's okay, because I just want to talk to you about something that you could say Christians face. But I think pastors face most of all. Let's just do some straight talk here, Pastor. You know, it's not like being a pastor is not like other jobs. We figured that out right. But I, I remember when I was in college, I worked at United Parcel Service, and I would load up the delivery trucks that you see driving around, the brown trucks. I would load those up, and they had to have packages in a certain spot, on a certain shelf, in a certain spot on the floor. You know, you had to load it right, but the driver never really cared what kind of a mood I was in when I loaded it. He didn't care what my spiritual life was like. He didn't care what my home life was like. The driver could care less what was going on on in the inside of me. All he wanted was his packages in the right spot. You can work on an assembly line and you can put stuff together You could sell cars, you could sell insurance, you could build buildings, cut down trees, you could work on computer systems, you could do all these different jobs, you could even write books. People don't really care what's going on inside of you as long as you're cordial with them and they want results, they don't care what's on the inside. But my friend, you know, you and I are pastors. We know that that's exactly the opposite of our situation. God first cares about what's going on on the inside of us. That's the most important thing. In fact, he will hold back results if what's going on on the inside of us isn't right. I looked up the word hypocrites in the New Testament. Hypocrite or hypocrites, oh, it happens a couple dozen times. But Jesus uses the word, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like them. Do not look somber as the hypocrites do. You hypocrites, he says. You hypocrites. You hypocrites. You hypocrites. I could go down the list. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. You hypocrites. You pretenders. You actors. You play a role but you're really not that person. What's on the outside is not what's on the inside. You're hypocrites, and Jesus condemned that. And pastor, if you're like me, this is your greatest fear. This is your your underlying thought when you come to a worship time, a time of you know group worship, and you're gonna get up and you're gonna speak, or you're gonna preach, or you're gonna teach, And you think about your life and you think about your own heart and you say, God, am I walking with you in such a way that I can stand up today and share this message you've you've given me? And if you were in the room, you couldn't call me aside afterward and say, hey, Jeff, you hypocrite, what are you doing? I I don't want to be a hypocrite. And so... My motives, my thoughts, my desires, that secret place inside of us, it can't just be random. It can't just go anywhere the flesh wants it to go. We, we, we can't do that. I mean, we can. We can. And we'd be just like the religious leaders that Jesus dealt with in the Gospels. And he would call us hypocrites pastor that's what's on my mind tonight that's what's on my mind because you know we can just we can just not think about it we can compartmentalize and we could just not deal with it or we can spend that time and it's a beautiful time every day when you spend that time with god you read his word you meditate on his goodness yesterday i talked about today isn't that funny yesterday, I talked about today, well, it's today now, but in that time of devotion in that time of uh, contemplation in that kind of time of reflection, sometimes you you rehearse yesterday, you rehearse the blessings of God, you rehearse what God has done, and you find uh strength and you find courage for today and for tomorrow because of what God did yesterday, and you do that in that time of reflection and devotion. Pastor, how are you doing with that? How are you doing with that? Or have you just kind of been running and gunning and really not thinking about it? And truth be told, if Jesus showed up at your church Sunday morning, he could rightly point a finger at you and say, you hypocrite. Man, that's a, oh, I mean, I'm just being honest with you, Pastor. I mean, let's just be real. That is like my nightmare. That's my nightmare. That's something I would have dreams about, that I would be on a platform speaking to people, and there would be Jesus. And I've been busy. Oh, I missed my time with you this morning. I, uh, my My head's in another spot. My heart's in another spot. I don't want to be there, and and maybe I don't know. Am I more reflective than the average pastor? I don't think I am. I really don't think I am, Pastor. I think that we're all quite reflect- reflective, reflective ab- about our what's going on on the inside of us. What is our relationship with God? Is it true? Is it authentic? Is it genuine? That's something, Pastor, that that I want to tend to on a daily basis, And, and, and I hope that I do. I hope that I do. But there are times when life gets busy, ministry gets busy, it gets hectic. You've got a lot of things going on. I shared a little bit of that yesterday and you ask yourself okay is is my time of scripture reading is my time throughout the day of reflecting on god and his presence and his power and the work of the spirit in my life and I'm, and i am following jesus he is my master he is my lord are those thoughts sometimes a little further than arm's length away and i want them to be right i want them to be right up close right next to me i want those thoughts to be top of mind Pastor, that's my fear. I don't want to be a hypocrite. And if that's yours today, well, that makes me feel better because that's mine. And I don't want to be there all by myself. I don't want to be alone in that. But let me leave you with this. I love love reading through the epistles, especially Paul's writings. I used to always say, especially Paul's. It's really not true anymore. Peter's writing, so powerful. James, so powerful. John, so powerful. These epistles, these New Testament words about what the work of Christ has done for us, those are the things that I draw close to. Those are the things that I pull in tight and and hold tightly to that that doctrinal scriptural truth that is more definitive and more authoritative than my fears than my tensions about my own performance as a christian or as a pastor the fact that jesus died on the cross i believe that i do i believe it i do have faith i do believe and What Jesus says and what Paul writes, what John has written and what Matthew writes about the result of faith, what faith means in our life, those are the things that keep me going. Those are the, because I know, I know that is objective truth. And while I may interact with it subjectively and I'll go in and out, in and and out, my authority as a pastor and my effectiveness and my and my genuineness to step into somebody else's life or to stand up on a platform and to preach god's word that authority comes from the gospel from the work of christ in my life that even though i may second guess myself and i may find myself in a romans 7 type of a scenario where i'm saying why do i think the things that i don't want to think and on and on ultimately my authority and my faith is rooted in Romans chapter 8, in, in the truth of the gospel, in the truth of faith, in the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. So let me encourage you that if you're feeling a little subjective today, if you've got a little bit uh, maybe low self-esteem or maybe insecurity, uh, self-doubt and fear, root yourself back in the truth of the gospel the transforming work of Jesus in our lives the empowering presence of the indwelling holy spirit the authoritative decree of the father in heaven the one who sits on the throne the one who looks over all the earth these are the truths that that keep us when the term hypocrite rings in our ears. I, I go back to those truths. Pastor, I've taken enough of your time today. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, thanks for what you're doing again. I, I don't know when the last time somebody thanked you was, but I, I so appreciate that you are listening to this podcast because you care about yourself as a pastor. You care about your church and you care about the Lord, your faith is real, and your call to ministry is real. And and I'm thankful for that. Thanks for what you're doing. Keep it up. Don't stop. Reach out tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this, and do some good by being that pastor that God called you to be. Thanks for doing it, and I'll catch up with you on the next episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.